but deprogrammed the podcast where we get you into an artist or band and today's artist and and band coincidentally is squirrel nut zippers it doesn't matter how many times i do this how long i've done this nothing ever comes out the way i think in my head it just comes out it just spills out and we're talking about squirrel, squirrel nut zippers today and it's it's been a long time coming and uh, hard work has gotten us this far, and hard work is going to get us a little bit further because hard work does indeed work. The Hard Work Works Fitness app is a free download on your app store and nine ninety nine a month. Is it still a two-week trial, Jenny? Because you just signed up. I did just sign up. Um, I, believe, I believe it's a one-week trial. One-week trial. So you get seven days to try it out. Uh, it comes with three workouts um, a week that you can do at your own leisure and with whatever equipment you have available to you. So if you just have the guns, you can't see that because it's not on video. We Uh, we could see it though, Justin. Look at these guns. But uh, if if all you got is the guns, he's going to design a workout for you with just your body weight. If you've got whatever equipment you got, he's going to help you out. Uh, Joe's a great dude. You got questions. He's got answers for you. And, that's what we'll say about that. Hard work works fitness. Hashtag join the hustle. One of these days I'll like actually just get a one sheet that has everything on it and I'll just read it. But uh yeah. Where's the fun in that? Yeah, that's you should yeah. hire yourself a producer. Yes, I should. <laughs> <laughs> but uh Can I add an, an additional endorsement to that? I just signed up for that like a week ago and uh the workouts kick my ass yes which is what i need yeah right (laughs) and joe is very responsive and very helpful to even complete idiots like me who don't know how to exercise (laughs) and don't know how to use apps and say like how do i how do i exercise (laughs) but he answers all your questions but it's cool because he has videos he there's videos that show you how to do each of the workouts Mm -hmm. he sends you so like and then even if for some reason you still can't get it after that, like you said, reach out to him and he will answer you. He's responsive. Uh, this is this is his work. This is his life's work. And he's really good at it. And just let him help you. Hard work works. Hashtag join the hustle. And today I am joined. hey See how I did that? Now I got to make segway. I have to make the segue worse by pointing it out. <laughs> I'm joined today. That's what makes it better. <laughs> today by Keith. Hello. Hello. And Jenny. Hi, Justin. Uh, so it's been a while for all of us, really. With Like, I, I seen Jenny a couple weeks ago briefly at the house. And Keith, uh, briefly a couple weeks ago, you hopped in when... What were we talking about on After the Fact? Uh, but you hopped SNL. in... SNL. That's SNL right. Weekend Update. That's right. You hopped in on that. And um, so it's been a while. It's great to see your lovely faces. Likewise. What's uh, up, stranger? Yeah, right? It, it It's bizarre that Jenny and I went from literally at least twice a week hanging out, like writing all the Bell and Dub stuff, to we haven't seen each other in weeks at this point. Yep. What's Bell I might and just... Dubs? Oh, <laughs> so glad you asked. Bell and Dubs <laughs> is a wonderful scripted podcast written and produced by Jenny Zell and myself. What's it about? You want to do about that pitch, Jenny? minutes an episode. Yes, it's about... <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Actually, you know, maybe we'll save that part of the conversation, but you can download Bell and Dubs uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Since the plug was right there, you might as well take it. Um, <laughs> but we're talking. You can about, even pay me extra for that. I will pay you exactly zero cents 
which is exactly what I've paid you with double. Uh, with You're double doubling your my pay. Salary. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> doubling your pay for your appearance. Uh, but Keith, it was indeed you who brought Squirrel Nut Zippers to the table. So talk to me about Squirrel Nut Zippers, would you? Uh, so I was that weird kid in high school who was all about swing before the swing revival came about. I was listening to Benny Goodman, Glenn Miller, Fats Waller, you know, all the classics um, in high school. You could tell how popular I was back then. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so when the swing revival happened, uh, you know, Brian Setzer, Squirrel Nut Zippers uh, were right there at the top of the list. And uh, I got the hot album. And I, if I could have burned a hole through it, I would have. Um, that's how often I played it because I didn't have an iPod back then. So I had to put it in my little Discman and play it over and over again. So, and eventually they got some notoriety. I think you start hearing uh, Hell in a lot of TV shows and movies in the early 2000s, mid 2000s. So, um, yeah, I figured they were kind of a common name, but not that well known enough to kind of really fit well in programmed yeah absolutely and mm -hmm. but so jenny you eventually jumped on and we started putting this together in, in january and you didn't really get to your list but you did start listening at one point and you go oh i forgot how much i love them so walk me yeah. through your your, yeah. your relationship with squirrel nut zippers uh basically it's very similar to keith's story <laughs> <laughs> i was a nerd who was listening to swing um and to be honest i can't remember whether i was listening to that before i started to listen to scroll net zippers or if they kind of like ushered me into it a little bit more but yeah i was listening to like glenn miller when i was in high school and i remember specifically like um like i was staying at my grandmother's house like my first summer job and i was watching mtv all the time and like we kind of bonded over glenn miller because just my grandmother that's what grandmothers listened to was glenn miller <laughs> and i so i have mtv on and she walks in and a squirrel nut zippers song is on and i can't remember which one it was but she was like oh what is this this is like this is like my kind of music <laughs> <laughs> so it was like this weird thing where like we bonded over something that was new but sounded like something that you know was from her era so it was kind of cool um but yeah like i've always been a fan of like real retro shit like this and and they i just love them because they they nail that authentic sound that's you know the word yeah that is the word that i was looking for authentic and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more like as we get into like uh song play and whatnot but um yeah like i had a very passing um relationship with scroll nut zippers before this i i remember hell being a reasonably big hit uh you heard it a lot on 96x it got some play on mtv um but i remember they kind of came and kind of faded into obscurity and so this is one of those things where we're kind of looking into a, a one hit wonder and did they get what they did they get what they deserved or should they have gotten more and um, again, more on that later. We'll, we'll we'll cross that bridge as we get there. But um, the thing I noticed immediately when when Keith brought up Squirrel Nut Zippers to me, and I, you know, I, again, I remembered Hell like he said it, and I remembered Hell immediately. And then I decided to listen to just a couple other songs, just to go, okay, what what's going on here? And the first thing I thought of, and Jenny, you kind of just alluded to this, how timeless this music is. Mm -hmm. Like it does. It may not have been hugely popular like recently. Um, I mean, that swing revival was big, but it wasn't like it didn't take over the world. But like 
it's it sounds just as good now as it would have then as it would have you know it, like it it doesn't age so you can right you, you can pick up the scroll nut zippers whenever and you're it's not going to sound out of time it's not going to sound aged it doesn't age and that is that's a wonderful thing to say about a band that I could listen to their entire discography and still feel the exact same without any kind of emotional tug of this is what my youth sounded like or anything. That's really cool. Right. So well, I think part of that too is because they're, they were creating music that sounded like it was from another time to begin with. So like even when we were listening to it and it was brand new, it still sounded like mm-hmm. that timeless, you know, like if you, put on a record from 1920s or something like that you know so that was one of my biggest i don't want to say like uh negatives against them but the the one thing i think it's the third record where like it noticeably gets slicker and more produced and i'm like ooh, you're taking away like kind of like the heart and soul of everything i loved about those first two records no and again those the last couple records were good they're great but it's not the same like it yeah there is no leap you know thankfully for them they don't abandon their sound but i think a good portion of that sound was the way it was produced to sound like it should be played on vinyl yeah and they, well they also tried to do a little bit different styles too um one thing i noticed with um, I mean, we did five of the albums, and one of the things I noticed with the Bedlam Bedlam Ballroom, they had more piano mm. on those on like all of those songs, um, you know. And Beast of Burgundy, which you know just came out two years ago uh, in 2018, that you know they tried to do things like they did, tried to do that Calypso song. Um, yeah. So they tried a little bit different styles too. Um, when I agree, they just should have. They had a little good little niche, but if, on the same side, if all the albums sounded the same, same, we'd be sitting here going. Oh well, they never evolved. They're just doing the same crap they were doing back in the '90s. So, yeah, it's a very double-edged sword for musicians. Absolutely, and I mean the, I can respect if you're going to dip your toes into something else. Absolutely, and mm-hmm. uh, I also can. They they took chances, but they didn't take. I th- and this is a positive. They took chances, but they didn't like abandon. Right. So like mm-hmm. they took chances by molding what their sound could be as opposed to like a green day where green day hits american idiot and it doesn't sound anything like green day prior so i feel like they walked they walked the line well but that change in production definitely was noticeable for me and so agreed well with that then let's let's walk into what it was like putting your 20 together for this keith well, I broke the rules as I usually do when I'm on the show. I have 22. <laughs> like I, I was literally scratching them off up until we had this call. <laughs> this so, one's tough. Okay, so you didn't, you didn't, you just kind of pulled whatever. whatever yeah, I mean, I got, here. I got 22. Um, I managed to narrow it down to that. Uh, so, um, I mean, I, I'm always a sucker for the instrumental, so I tried to cross some of those off but i think i've got two or three on here so uh but if you want me to kick it off uh let's just well, start off with hold the on. let's let's uh jenny what was it like putting your 20 together it was all right <laughs> 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 no i um uh some time ago i stopped doing the, like the massive list and trying to narrow things down it's a lot easier for me if i just 
choose the ones that absolutely have to be there and work from there. Um, so it's, I've gotten to where like, I actually have trouble adding songs sometimes, like which ones do I feel so strongly enough about that I have to put them on the list. And then I start, I, I had some trouble with this one because I wanted to try to include some of their different sounds. I wanted to have like, you know, some instrumentals and some slow songs and some fu more fun songs. And I don't know where I ended up, to be honest. Like, I could have just easily just grabbed a handful of songs and thrown them at the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and came up with a 20-song a list that's about the same. Uh, so, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I try to balance the albums, except for one that I didn't like as much. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, tried, I tried to balance it out, too. I mean, I tried to have at least four from each album. I uh, see, and I went into it thinking that that was going to be the case for me, mostly because I thought the albums sound similar enough that I'm going to be able to easily balance. But I found myself leaning heavily on the first two records, and mm -hmm. uh, this is one of those instances. And this is not a negative thing. They nailed their sound right out of the gate, and mm -hmm. there's. Yeah. If you dig that first record, you will dig the rest of the discography. There's no ifs, ands, or buts on that. So right. uh, this is one well, of those... see, growing up with Hot, you know, that one was the toughest one to cut because I grew up with that album. So I basically had all but two tracks on that album. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. my first two run throughs of this list. <laughs> yeah. And that's a problem that I tend to have um with bands like this where I know like one or two albums really, really well. Right. I, I tend to like skim over those actually, kind of almost the opposite of what you did. Because I'm like, I'll get to those later. I know those albums so well, I can pick songs off of that later. And then, so like the album that I like the least, I actually had a bunch of tracks on my first run through because I don't want to listen to the rest of the album ever again. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's a little harsh. But I don't want to go back and listen to the entire album and do another run through. I just want to listen to those songs and narrow it down from there. And then what ends up happening is like my my master list, I look at it later and I've got like, three songs from my favorite album and seven from the one I don't like as much. And my favorite albums almost get skipped over sometimes. Mm. So like on this one, I think that happened uh, when we did Southern culture on the skids or maybe one other one. So I really tried hard to, on this one to go back and make sure that my, my original two albums <laughs> were very well represented. So again, like I said, I kind of, leaned heavy on the first couple records and found it I found it easy to cut some of the later ones mostly because like sound wise I got it all with I got everything I needed out of that first record and again I don't I don't mean to cut with that because the rest of the the rest of the albums are good I really enjoyed my time with the squirrel nut zippers but never not never but that first record is just it's so on point that that was that was the thing so that's a high bar. Yeah, exactly. And you know, they don't, it's not that they didn't get back over that bar. They just, I don't think that they ever exceeded the bar. Like they just mm -hmm. kept meeting the bar and that's a great thing in, in a band. Honestly, if you can just keep meeting that bar, especially when the bar is high, that's, yeah. that's a positive thing. So I don't mean to make it sound so negative. That's why I have to hammer. No, home the I point. think, I think we've discussed this before. Like, uh, you know, when I said something, it was kind of one note. Like, that's not necessarily a bad thing if it's a good note, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. yeah. if they stick to it and it's they know their thing. That's that's great. You know, I also I always like to uh, take note of who responds with what Squirrel Nut Zippers is a band that not only didn't get a single response, which is 
it's rare uh usually i at least get the the who or the like why there is none mm-hmm. this got like nothing crickets which to me says we're doing a good thing here because i think people skipped out on this band uh and wrongfully so like i think they're a lot of fun so <laughs> i think uh i think that's what we're going to prove here today so with that the name of the game is deprogrammed uh we have each combed through the squirrel nut zippers discography and plucked out 20 songs that we are now going to mash against each other in an attempt to create a top 10 starter kit for you to get into this band and I think I'm going to start here. I mean, it's pretty, if it's not track one, it's really close to the top. Sets sets the mood for what the band is, and it, it never drifts away from this. Lover's Lane. Oh, I don't have that one. I don't have it either. Jinkies oh, McTavish. I was hoping you could save us, Keith. Jinkies no, sorry, guys. McTavish. <laughs> That's why I think this, is going to be, this one's going to be very interesting because of its sound. Like, I think we're all going to have different groupings of stuff. Yeah. We might have to pull some stuff out of the trash. Yeah. I don't know. NTP. I, I feel like we might have to pull stuff out of the trash on this one. <laughs> NTP may be in play. I guess we'll see. All right, Keith? Um. Well, let's just start off with the first album, Anything But Love. Yep. Uh, I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> I don't think I have it, though. All right. Into the conversation she goes. All right, Jenny. Okay, I'm going to name this one right off the bat because of the the trying times in which we live. <laughs> um, they redid this song, uh, La Grip. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, like, I didn't name which one I like better between the original or the remake, but... I can't choose. <laughs> I, I don't have it. Okay, but it goes to the conversation. Right. Now, I thought this was interesting because I didn't pick up on, because I think before the world went to hell, I did my first pass through. And so I didn't notice what the song was necessarily about until I went back a couple days ago oh. to do my final pass through. I was like, oh, wait a second. I think yeah. this is awfully suited for our current times. I would like to offer them a nice egg. So... <laughs> Yeah, and if you haven't listened to the the remake, they actually have one that specifically says La Grip 2020. And mm-hmm. it's like two minutes longer and they kind of just jam. I don't know if they if they like just recorded it separately and put all the tracks together or what, how they did this. But it was kind of it was it was just a great remake. It was exactly the same, but just different. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm going to go back and listen to it now. Yeah, same. Yeah. All right. So we got two in the combo, which is. That's a start. All right, let's see if we can't get off the schneid. I'm gonna stay on the first record here. Maybe I'm maybe I'm taking a wild swing here. You're driving me crazy. No. Wait, was that two no's? That is two no's. Again. Yeah. Jinkies. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. This is We'll I get think, there. It's just a rough start. We'll get there, guys. I, I, I feel I've like got this is gonna be a bloodbath. Bloodbath. <laughs> All right, Keith. Uh, I'm going to stick with the first album, too. I'm just going to try to go in chronological order. Uh, Good Enough for Granddad. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do have that one. Hey! First one for the real. Yes. All right. So that's one. All right, Jenny? Oh, Lord. Um, I'm going to go with Memphis Exorcism. Oh. Got it. Yes! When you said instrumentals, I was like, please let it be one of the ones I picked. 
Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I had a tough time choosing between that one and Flight of the pa- Passing Fancy, so I left both of them on my list. That's part of why I have 22. <laughs> but, uh, like, every album other than Perennial Favorites, I think, had an instrumental. Oh, okay. All right. I, we probably are going to get a couple in then. All right. I mean, I feel like you can't have a top 10 list with these guys without having at least one instrumental. I know it usually goes contrary yeah. to be programmed, but... This band has to have at least one instrumental on the list. I I completely agree with you there. Actually, yeah. I you know even though I didn't have this one, I'm not sure if I have one at all. Um, I do agree. Like it it is a noticeable trend in their albums. Just like the, the all the other songs, there's the ones where the the woman is singing. There's ones that are kind of uh, more swing. There's some that are more lounge. And uh, yeah, like we kind of have to have instrumental. So. All right, let me um, let me test this one out. Uh, I know it's the one that most people know, but I still don't know how many people actually know it. Hell, got it. Yep. All right, kind of have to, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. It it's a great tune. I don't know that I don't know that it's all that popular, even though it is inarguably the most popular Squirrel Nut Zippers song. I yeah. Th- I really feel like people should go back and listen to it again. It's just a fun little tune so like if you missed it if if you're not our age or roughly around there and never heard it on the radio give this a listen all right we're about halfway there like sort of all right (laughs) (laughs) keith we've got different definitions of halfway justin well you know for me it's just we're halfway from being out of ntp let me clarify okay fair enough i like that it is your turn, sir. Um, let's see. Wished for you mm. from the first album. Mm-mm. Nope. Okay. All right, Jenny. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I have to say this one. I, this this really spoke to me as a person. Rusty trombone. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. It's one of those ones where it's just like, yep, they did a song about that. <laughs> You know, they just they they have fun with their lyrics in all of them. There's another one later on I think I have on my list that I thought was just kind of funny. Well, no, it was anything but love. The one of the one that I said earlier where he's like trying trying to talk about this story and he's like, Yeah, I'd do this whole story, but it's about everything but love. <laughs> you know, like where you have all these romantic songs. He's like, Nah, that's not the case in this one. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't have it, but I Rusty Trombone Trombone seriously would have been like it was within the my final five cuts so if that means that was the first one i heard on that last album uh beasts of burgundy or whatever um that I, as soon as i heard it i was like this absolutely has to go on my list like i practically wrote it down before i even listened to it because like <laughs> honestly i hadn't listened to the last two albums until like we were doing this and i saw it and i'm like come on come on guys <laughs> i should have yeah. i should have thought about who i was doing the show with Right? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I honestly cut it because I thought I was like, well, you know, what if I'm the only one out there with the joke? And uh yeah, I guess I should have thought of that. Yeah. I mean we did the two man gentleman band. That was like a recurring theme was like innuendo in like was retro ba- sounding songs. Uh it's right on the same lines. The two gents were basically rust- rusty trombone. That's like how you can describe their sound. Exactly. <laughs> Just take that song and extrapolate it into like five albums. <laughs> All right. Um, 
looking at my list here, I see a different, a, a bunch of different uh, from perennial favorites here. How about suits are picking up the bill? Oh, uh, uh, no, I don't have. I listened to that one. It almost became the last one that I added. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a, a cut about halfway through All right. doing this. All right. I just like the and, suits. <laughs> I oh, do yeah, like no. that. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, when I shared, I shared the deprogrammed, you know, which songs are essential thing. And uh, one of my friends actually commented that that was one of the songs she liked off of that album. That was oh. like the only response we got. So <laughs> if that counts for anything. All right. Well, you're I not mean, way off. I wasn't way off. Way off. That's good. All right. So that was me. All right, Keith, it is your turn. All right, let's see. I'm going to close out the inevitable inevitable for me and do Wash Jones. Oh, nope. Got it. Nope. Okay. See, this one I didn't even I don't even like this version of it. Um when you when you told us we were doing Squirrel Out Zippers, I'd started listening and I still buy CDs, so I bought the sold out album and uh Roasted Right. And then when you gave us the list, I was like, "Oh, those aren't on the list." So, um the Wash Jones from Ro- Roasted Right was actually my favorite version. But since it was still on inevitable, I had to give it a shot. Yes. All right. So yeah. it moves to the conversation. Oh, inching closer. All right, Jenny. Where do I want to go? Um. Uh, I think this was one of their their hits, if you want to call it. I mean, because you know they didn't really have a whole lot of commercial success, so it's hard to say. Uh, found a new baby. Hmm. Nope. No, I don't have it. That was Bummer. definitely one of my last cuts, though. Again, like it's it's interesting to hear how close we were. Like, all kind of had the same idea, right? Just not being able to hit that that coveted all three of us. We we probably liked all the same ones after our first listen through, and then you know it it came to us having to really think about it. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah, when you're trying to like pick the sound themes and like, right, you know, stay on that line. Which one, which, you know, loungy song do I want to pick? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's gonna, that's gonna be reflected a few times because you know, Jenny said she was trying to get all the different sounds and stuff, whereas, I, I kind of overthought the game a little bit. And I was like, oh well, not all of their songs sound like this, so I'm gonna cut this one, even though it's a really good song, but not in the rest of the stuff. If this is an introductory list. Do we want this mm-hmm. one that kind of is off the beaten path? And I'm, I won't yeah. call it out yet in case it's someone's pick. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, don't, I wasn't sure if it was a top 10 gotcha. for that aspect. So, All right. Um, hmm. How about this one? Trauma Cock. Wait, what? Trauma Cock off of Perennial Favorites. No. Nope. I thought you said something else, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did too. So trauma cock. What do you mean? <laughs> what, could, what could I possibly? Oh, oh now you get the jokes, Justin. <laughs> what do you? What do you? What do you? What do you mean? <laughs> All right, <laughs> Keith. I have no idea. <laughs> Keith, it is your turn. All right, so uh, let's see here. Let's go to hot. Um, first track off of it. Got my own thing now. Yep. I wanted to put that one. For some reason, I was thinking that that was like a big hit too. 
and I just I wanted to be a shit and be like, <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna put the big hits on there. <laughs> you know, I don't. I really don't remember because the swing revival in radio didn't last very long. Like, was it even a year? Was it like the summer of '98 or something? I mean, it, it was not. <laughs> I, mean, I think long. we got at least like two years out of it because Brian Setzer stuck around for a while. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, um, but I, I would actually say that there's another song on the Hot album that I'll do next, unless one of you guys grab it. I'd say that it was probably their second biggest one as far as commercial hits. Hmm. All right, uh, Jenny, it is your turn. Okay, I'm gonna go with one that again just speaks to speaks to me personally. Pay me now or pay me later. Yeah, it was, I think it was one of my yeah, it was my last cuts. So. Uh, I just like but, the sentiment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like a bitch, but I have my money. Yeah, <laughs> but old timey. You, you best bring <laughs> me that cash. <laughs> All right, but it goes over to the conversation, and let me see. We are flirting with if we didn't just cross over okay we are not quite out of the ntp woods yet but we are knocking on the door all right uh, um let me let me see one of these for bedlam ballroom which i didn't like as much like that was where i noticed the the sound mm-hmm like was a little bit more slick, a little bit more produced, which I thought took away ultimately from the album as a whole. Now, when I brought broke out the songs, there was ones that stuck out. So I'm going to go here, even though this one's kind of an outlier. Do what? Got it. Hey. See, I, I liked, I mean, I totally agree with you. Everything you said is spot on, but I think my, the piano player in me was like, Ooh, more piano, more organ. (laughs) <laughs> I like these songs. And they had a little more of a bluesy sound to them yeah. on this album. So two of my two of my key things right there. So Do what? <laughs> I just So was... just you and me on that one, Justin? Yep, but it goes to the combo and we are officially not gonna have to go dumpster diving. So nice. that always makes me happy. All yeah, right. that that was another one that had a lot of funny lyrics too. Yep. You know, guys professing his love and woman's like What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> like all of a sudden she just became deaf what oh, <laughs> alright Keith in my life uh, so my turn Justin yes sir alright this is the one that I think was a more commercial hit after hell was uh, put a lid on it I heard this one a few times Oh. Well, mm. had, the, had their female vocalist really kind of sassing it up so to speak I don't have it I don't have it I wish I did I didn't realize that I don't know if that would have changed anything, but I didn't realize that. <laughs> All right, uh, Jenny. Actually, you know that that should be something kind of cool. Um, I mean, it'd be, be a lot of extra homework on somebody, but like pulling up where some of these songs show up in like movies and TV shows. I feel like that's uh, something that IMDb might have accessible, but I don't know mm-hmm. how to just start doing that digging just yet. <laughs> I wish. I think like, it's on Wikipedia a lot too. Yeah, we okay. would. That makes sense. Stuff. We had the time had I thought about it. It's just you know. The way everything is, like, uh, extra work. I mean, I don't know what you're doing, Justin. Everyone's all just sitting around at home anyways. Yeah, right? That's it. Yeah, Justin. <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> not Certainly not editing Bell and Dubs right now. <laughs> I should be. Editing what now? <clears throat> yeah. We'll talk about that later, huh? All right. Uh, Jenny, I believe it is your turn. 
Oh, man. All right. How about the ghost of Stephen Stinking Foster? Yep. Got it. Hey. Nice. And there's a conversation to be had. I like that it's kind of, it. I mean, you know, it should be kind of creepy, at least with the subject matter. Uh, but they played into it. And, you know, again, timeless music. But at the same time, definitely there's a time frame on it. Uh, I love it. It's just it's mm-hmm. silly. <laughs> so. All right. Um, where am I going to go here? Let me try to. Um, how about Bad Businessman? Got it. Got hey. it. Hey, 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 hey. All right. Didn't see that one coming. All right. I'm into it. All right. Keith? Uh, I'm going to close out my hot selections with Flight of the Passing Fancy. Mm, no. That was that was my number 22. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. Dang. I told you, I, I struggled between that one and the Memphis Exorcism. So yeah, I just broke the rules and decided to keep both of them. Sometimes I listen to like uh, like that name. I just like, I've, I've grown quite fonts, fancy of the word fancy lately. I don't know why. <laughs> All right. So fancy. <laughs> like it gives alias. I'm so fancy. Already know. All right. Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what what do I want to do? Um, man, I've I've kind of hit like we've hit a lot of my favorites here, so it's hard for me to, you know, I'm gonna name um, Bedlam Ballroom the title track just because it was I think it was an instrumental or it was it was very heavy like instrumental. Um, it had some like Tim Burtony kind of mm. tones to it sometimes, and I really dug that. I can see that, but I didn't have it on my list. Nor did I. Nor (laughs) it's a good song. Yeah, absolutely. I felt like it was gonna be a swing and a miss, but that's fine. We need them at this point. We're okay. We have conversation. (laughs) We have conversation to have. So let me go back to perennial favorites here. How about that fascinating thing? I do have that. Oh. I do not. All right, but it goes to the convo, so I'm all right with that. All right, Keith, and I'm down to my last six here. I've got. Yeah, as I say, I kind of, <laughs> I definitely don't have six left. That's for sure. I got nine left. Oh, jinkies! Okay, I have eight. All right, unless I counted wrong, which is very likely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm gonna stick with perennial favorites and doing uh, "Fat Cat Keeps Getting Fatter." Mm. I have it. Nice. All right. Because it reminds me of my own cat. <laughs> She's a lard. Yeah. All right. Jenny? Um, I'm going to go with It Ain't You. Mm. Probably, guys, you guys don't have it because I know Keith has already gone through uh, Hot. So. Yeah, that was one of my last cuts. That That hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have it either. I thought it was a cool, like, anti-love sort yeah. of song. <laughs> I really enjoyed that one, too, for that reason. But that's kind of why I went with anything but love. Right. So. Huh. Just if I that much. Let me trot out a couple, or one of my other ones from Bedlam. Uh, how about Baby Wants a Diamond Ring? Nope. Got it. Hey, hey. It had good. Uh, had a, I, I like the intro on that one. I made a note of that apparently, and 
It had some organ tones to it, which sounded really good. So, yeah. All right, Keith. Let's see. I'm going to close out perennial favorites for me here. Um, Evening at Lafitte's. Mm, nope. Oh, what? Do I... oh shit! Did I don't think I have that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> I always love that reaction. The one that you no. thought you thought made it through. I love that song. But I think it came down to one that or one other one on perennial favorites, which I'm I just might as well name next. All right. Uh, but yeah, that one that was not the one. <laughs> it's your turn. Let's find out. <laughs> uh, so I think the one it lost to was uh the Kraken. Oh, nope. Off perennial favorites. Nope. I nope. don't have it. Nor do I. Ha! That's what you get. <laughs> not picking it. <laughs> I really wanted to like it just because I don't know. I just did. It's <laughs> a good song. All yeah. right. Uh, how about, um, and I know I'm trying to uh, fly with Jenny here, Blue Angel. Oh, nope. no, I love that song, though. Okay. Nope. All right, Keith? Uh, stop, drop, and roll. Oh, nope. Oh, I have that one. Nice. All right. Oh man, this conversation's I, getting difficult. I like that one specifically because his baby lived on LaSalle. <laughs> and which I live right off LaSalle. So. Right around the corner. <laughs> uh, he obviously wrote it about you in the future. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Well, that's the uh, mark of a good songwriter right there. Yeah. Telling Call the future. Me. Future. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jenny. Oh, let's see. I'm gonna go with um, Beasts of Burgundy. Mm, nope. Nope. Don't have it. That was a tough one for me to actually add because it it felt like it was very similar to some of the other ones that I had already put on the list, but I really really liked it. Like it almost had like this. I mean that album in in general kind of had like a voodoo kind of theme to it. Yeah. And that one really had that sound that I you know that New Orleans kind of sound to it that mm. I I just loved. So had to do it. Scratch it out. Scratch it. It's trash. Let me see if I can find trash. some trash. How about Hush? Got it. Hey. Nope. Nope. Right, but it's in the combo. It's a, good, it's a good little ballad. I like that one. Yeah. It was different. I tried to make sure I had some ballads on here, but then eventually most of them lost out. <laughs> I mean, I tried. All right. Keith? Um, For me, I'm closing out Bedlam Ballroom with Don't Fix It. Hmm. Nope. Basically, the guy's just like, yeah, you know, this relationship's good. It's not <laughs> broken. I'll I'll just stick with it, I guess. <laughs> I'll hang around. I ain't going nowhere. Whatever. All right. Was that a no for you, Jenny? That was a no. Okay. Uh, except for in real life, which is pretty <laughs> spot on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jenny's going to go back and listen to it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to become my favorite song. All right. Your turn, Jenny. Um uh, let's go with a uh, Ben out of shape. Mm, nope. Off that same album. Nope. 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 Right. I, I just wrote down it was authentic sounding, so I think that was that was why I went with that one. Let me uh, try out this one from Beast of Burgundy. Uh, Carnival Joe from Kokomo. Well, I haven't. Hey. I do not. All right, but it goes to the combo. And I'm down to my last two. So we'll go one more round, and then I'll clear, clear them all out. 
Okay. All right, Pete. Um, West of Zanzibar. Mm, nope. No, I like that one though. That was a fun one. I had a hard time like confirming my initial picks on that last record. Like I said, it, it for some reason when I was coming back through, anything that made it through was an easy cut for some reason. I I don't know that I had anything definitive to go by other than I just like these first two records the best. So mm-hmm. makes sense. All right, Jenny. Mm-hmm. Um, well, somehow I think I got to my last one. I think because I must have matched with you guys your picks. So mm. okay. Um, the, the last one I have, uh, Justin. <laughs> it's up to you. Meant to be. Oh, nope. Nope. Damn, that was one of my ballads. It was not meant to be. Hey-o. Not meant to be. <laughs> I just, I. It has like a real weird, dreamy, kind of love set, love song kind of sound that is you know, kind of my wheelhouse. So so I know for a fact that these are going to be two whiffs because I know for a fact that Keith doesn't have anything from these albums, but I'll try them out here uh, just for format's sake. Uh, Plenty More off of the first one and nope. Low Down Man off of Perennial Favorites. Nope. All right. Mm. So clear out what you and got that means left. I'm going to close my last two out, use what your mama gave you, and Axeman Jazz. Uh, yep. Mm. Axeman Jazz was the one that lost to Memphis Exorcism to me. Like, it sounded very similar. I can see that. All right. So, we got four all the way through. Hell, Good Enough for Granddad, Ghost of Stephen Foster, and Bad Businessman. Um, So, let me ask you this before going through this list. How important do we think album representation is? Eh. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. But it is interesting to note that... Uh, Bedlam Ballroom, which I think we all kind of, other than Keith, loved the piano on it, uh, all three of us kind of felt was the weakest of the bunch, um, has four through at this point, interestingly. Hmm. So, all right, <clears throat> here's what remains. we got to get six of these. Anything But Love, La Grip, Wash Jones, Memphis Ex- Exorcism, Got My Own Thing Now, That Fascinating Thing, Fat Cat Keeps Getting Fatter, Rusty Trombone, Pay Me Now or Pay Me Later, Carnival Joe from Kokomo, Do What, Stop, Drop, and Roll, Baby Wants a Diamond Ring, and Hush. So, uh, looking at this, is Memphis Exorcism the only instrumental that got through? I think so. I believe. Yeah, I think so. So I think that automatically puts that through, because I do feel like that's an important part of the Mm -hmm. listening experience. Um, so that gives us five. And if we don't care about album representation, that keeps got my own thing now in the conversation. Um, was anything else jump out at you as far as like sound representations? Uh, I feel like anything but love should go on the list. Because that was the one that didn't have that. Yeah. And I could easily vote for that one. All right. I'm with it, obviously. So that gives us six. Um, I was the odd man out on Rusty Trombone. I feel like... Um, <laughs> I mean... I mean, I feel like that's right in their wheelhouse of, like, goofy songs where they're having the double right. entendre and the fun with the lyrics, so... Yeah. So I think, I think we grab that one. That puts us at seven. What about Hush? Okay. From um, 
Bedlam Ballroom. And so that it's kind of the ballad. It's kind of a ballad. We don't really have any strong. I mean, I guess we have anything but love now a little bit. That, but even that isn't a full, ba- full on ballad. Yeah, it's kind of a tongue in cheek one. Um, I think Jenny, you weren't. You were the one who didn't have Hush. Right. I honestly don't even remember what that one sounds like. Okay. Because <laughs> um, that was an album that I had not listened to before, like Monday. <laughs> Makes and, sense. Uh, yeah. Just give a, a couple seconds of it. It's definitely way out from some of the other stuff we got. Yeah, it is. I, th- I mean, I think the vocals are similar once they start singing. Yeah. I do dig the piano. I'm going to give you that. I did appreciate that they did a lot of these like instrumental intros. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, breaks in the song where they would do short little yeah. verses and then go on for like two minutes of instrumental stuff. Right. And I think that lends itself to like them really getting the, the authentic sound. Mm-hmm. I mean, just from the, the production all the way to like the song structure. Um, I, I like I, I mean, even after you played it, I kind of don't remember it that well. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, That's fine. I, I don't remember it being one of the, the ones that I specifically didn't like. Like there was a couple songs like at the beginning of that album that I was just like, I like full on skipped them. <laughs> I did not. Yeah, but I feel like, like I mean I feel like if it's gonna go on the top ten list, you should have you know you should at least be able to remember it. You know, it should be something right. We like got cut at the last minute kind of deal. Uh, yeah, I don't even think it made my first cut. Yeah, so I'm fine with dropping it. All right. I retract my my statement of qualification. All right. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I take it back. It did make my very first cut. Like when I had like seven songs from that album. So. Okay. <laughs> Aren't there like eight songs on that album? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we still need three then. Um, what do we need to? What ground do we need to cover with these last three songs then? So we have La Grip, Wash Jones, Got My Own Thing Now, That Fascinating Thing. They like the word thing. Uh, Fat Cat Keeps Getting Fatter, Pay Me Now or Pay Me Later, Carnival Joe from Kokomo, Do What, Stop, Drop, and Roll, Baby wants a diamond ring. Uh, Do what is another one of those songs that's kind of an outlier for them, even though it's also kind of right in the vein, <laughs> if that makes sense. I'm going to tell you, this is one of the ones I did not like. Okay, well that's important. Did not like this. <laughs> if you did not. And- yeah, it's got that almost like an old Motown sound a little bit. Like that's got that shuffle pop, mm-hmm. yeah, sound. I didn't, I didn't necessarily dislike that. There was something about his vocals that just it was so off for me. Like it just didn't sound. It, it was not in their their wheelhouse, you know. Um, so let's lose it. it. That I mean, that's reason enough to lose it. If it was one that you just absolutely you didn't like, then you didn't like. Um, Sorry. <laughs> No. We need to apologize. That's all we're here. Yeah, we need... we're doing the hard work so other people don't have to. Well, we need... fuck you then. <laughs> we need the cuts too. <laughs> we absolutely need the cuts. Um, so I keep coming back to La Grip, and I'm not sure if it's just because of the current situation, um, and it's kind of again a nice egg in this trying time. But <laughs> it's 
I was the one who didn't have it, Justin. So if you don't mind, just uh, refreshing my memories. Sure. Let me. Uh, I'll be. Uh, I'll be happy to throw it on the list. I would imagine. This is one of those ones where I had to force myself to the words because I almost disqualified it, disqualified it based on the sound. Even though I enjoy the sound, I was like, what about this sticks out? And then I let myself listen to the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I remember liking this one. It does start out a little bit slow, but it's got anything that has that spooky kind of sound I love. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and the vocals are on par with, you know, all the, the rest of their sound. It's kind of swampy. I dig it. Yes, yes. All right, uh, so La Grip, let's do it. That gives us eight. Mm. Still the need... only thing I'm seeing that I feel like there's not enough, um, and I, I'm sorry, I don't know her name, the, the female singer. I don't feel like she's very well represented on this list. Yeah, I mean, and that has to happen. Because she's mm-hmm. very integral. Um, I mean, I tried to throw and put a lid up, put a lid on it, but you guys didn't have it. So I mean, <laughs> I'm not the asshole here. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we have that is her out in front still? Pay me now. I know for sure. Um, I don't know that that's the best representation of her voice. She does mostly the lounge ones. Mm-hmm. Um. Right, I'm gonna go two. Come on. I mean, one of those long intro ones. Yep. Yep. <laughs> trying to find some of the other songs that are still around. That's one of the reasons why I could never remember if a song was an instrumental or not. Because if you listen to the first half, it might be completely instrumental. And then there's vocals in the last, like, 20 seconds. Yep. <laughs> there were a few of those where I was like, oh, this is the... Like, when I was, try- I was trying to go through, I was, like, figuring out which instrumentals or which albums had instrumentals. And, like, I think uh, Bedlam Ballroom didn't have any, but there were a few songs that I thought were because I just didn't scan through fast enough on it. Yeah. Oh, here it is in this little 30 second blur in the middle of this five minute song. There were lyrics. Yes. <laughs> this sounds like it should be her, but I don't know if it is. Nope. I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say, I can't remember. <laughs> well, that was no longer an instrumental. They said, hey, in the middle of it. So. Uh, Catherine Whalen is her name, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm guessing... I knew that at one point. I've burned several brain cells since the <laughs> mid-90s. <laughs> Haven't we? I've burned several brain I'm... cells in the past two weeks. I was going to say, I, was, I think I've burned a lot just this week. <laughs> Man. I think that is the only song we have left from her. Really? Yeah. Which is sad, because I think we all feel the same way about her. 
right. absolutely integral, but I we just didn't match on any of her songs, mm-hmm. which happens occasionally. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is. So, was, let's see here. So, like hell I- and put a lid on it were the two singles from Hot, which is probably why we heard. Oh, here we go. If you look at uh, the Squirrel Nut Zippers Wikipedia, it has um, as of 2019, music by SNZ has appeared in 25 films or television shows. Hmm. Um, hell's in like six of them. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Okay, so Baby Wants a Diamond Ring is a little bit more on par for her sound, but even that is... Mm -hmm. Was that even her, though? Yeah. Well... Sound like, um, hang on, let me figure this out real quick because internet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was her. Sorry. I, they've had a lot of revolving members. So I just wanted to confirm it. That one's a little bit more on brand for her, but even still, like I feel like she does the, she does the the slower tempo ones more. Yeah. But I of the between Diamond Ring and Pay Me Now, I think I'd prefer Diamond Ring. I don't know how you guys feel, but we uh, have- Diamond Ring was one of mine, and Pay Me Now or Pay Me Later was not. So, um, but the Pay Me Now was on my list at one point. So, I could literally go either way on those. I mean, I liked, I think I like Pay Me Now better, but I, I mean, I like the other one too. So, do we want both? Because we have <laughs> we have two picks. I'm fine with both. Um. I mean, what, other than see. those two, what do we have left in the discussion, and how many do we need to pick? Yeah, like, I mean, we've got two. We're close. Yeah, we have two open spots, and is I just don't know that there's anything else that's super strong that we have to have. Um, so we, this is what's left. Wash Jones, Got My Own Thing Now, That Fascinating Thing, Fat Cat Keeps Getting Fatter, Pay Me Now or Pay Me Later, Carnival Joe from Kokomo, Stop, Drop, and Roll, and Baby Wants a Diamond Ring. We all agree that she has to she has to be on this list. Um, so now it's do we take both of the, her songs that remain or only one of them and fill it with something else? I mean, I'm fine with both of those on there, but you know, up to yeah, you. Yeah, I I think I am too, actually, especially compared to like what we have left. Yeah, I think that fills that fills a couple of sound categories for them that um. I still don't think we have like her best song, which is bizarre that none of us like kind of matched. Like, yeah, I don't think we got her best work, but it is important that we show she's a very integral part to this band. uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with that being said, though, I mean, so Jenny, what do you think her best song is of all of them? Even if it didn't make the cut or, you know, if you had it and Justin and I didn't, what do you think her best song is? I, you know, it's funny, like, Justin mentioned Blue Angel. I really like that one. Um, Meant to be, I think, is probably one of my favorites. Okay. Um, Because she's got a really freaking fantastic voice. Yeah. And it's, again... And I know Pay Me Now doesn't... It doesn't let her show off her voice as well. The other one I don't remember that well. But I feel like it's... 
the sound is like it's a little bit more it's more uh, like big band i guess yeah, yeah. Uh, it might give her from what i remember like it seems like it would give her more of a chance to to sing like and really show off her voice so but the other one has like that loungy kind of sound that she's kind of you know yeah kind of goes with her voice usually so sultry all right yeah. so if everybody's with it i think we got our 10 um hell good enough for granddad ghost of stephen foster bad businessman memphis exorcism anything but love rusty trombone la grip baby wants a diamond ring and pay me now or pay me later all right let's uh let's light them feet on fire keith which one's the one oof now remember dudes um, now i kind of want to see that list again um <laughs> <laughs> Can you pull up that screen I told you I didn't need you to pull up earlier in the phone call? See, uh, <laughs> See I don't. I didn't even update it over here because you guys said you didn't need it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. Um. The one with a bullet. Oh man. Now remember, dudes, you gotta sell Alfredo Torres on the song, dude. <laughs> oh, dudes. <laughs> this is tough because I mean, hell's the the big one that everyone knows, or if they don't, that's the one they should. But Memphis Exorcism is a really good instrumental too. So it is, but I feel like it's going to be a harder sell to get somebody to listen. Yeah, instrumental. No, you're right. You are absolutely right. Um, I mean, I bring instrumentals to like just about every deprogrammed episode, whether or not that's what they're known for. <laughs> Why you and I get along, Jenny? <laughs> I, I want to see jo I want to see Justin do a deprogrammed of Booker T and the MGs. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm with it. <laughs> I mean, you, you do it. I'm there, man. <laughs> but you're going to, like, pull your hair out and hate me for suggesting it. Um, yeah. Yeah, bad businessman. Screw it. Oh. You know what? I was leaning towards that one, too. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let me uh, give myself a little refresher here real quick. I mean, obviously, I had it, so it was <laughs> unanimous. Yeah, it does. I mean, it really kind of hits all of their points. I mean, without trying to pick the commercial hit of hell, I'm going to have to say bad businessman. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's right underneath hell on my list, so it made it really easy to pick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, whatever it takes. I'm with it. I, I Let's make that unanimous. Bad businessman. That's the one. So bad businessman is the number one with a bullet. Then we got hell, anything but love, good enough for granddad, goes to Stephen Foster, Rusty Trombone, La Grip, Baby Wants a Diamond Ring, Pay Me Now or Pay Me Later, in Memphis Exorcism. Those are our top ten. So get into it. Learn and love Squirrel Nut Zippers, as it were. Now, Keith, I haven't looked at the, the list in a long time to see where, because for a little while there uh, with school and everything, I kind of had to pull you out of rotation. Like, uh, Yeah, I, I was a dumbass and decided to do grad school. <laughs> I don't recommend it. Uh, but um, I know that you're still signed up for a couple, so it's just kind of yeah. digging them back out of the the hole that they got thrown into. <laughs> I am I am off all summer, and I will do better once school's in session as far as listening to that music. So, um, you know, I, I pulled the list real quick here. You know, you got me for uh, 
I think just eight at Brothers right now, but I'm sure there's something at the bottom here. This is a long list. I haven't looked at it in a while either. Those are the like ones years old. Yeah, those are the ones that are that just have one person. So you have to go to the group oh. to see the ones that have panels. So um uh, I see you have okay go on here and you can put me on that for that too. Oh. oh, Ray Charles, that was another one. Yes, yes. Um so yeah, there's a there's a few of them on here. I'm 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 definitely down. All right. Well, you know, we'll dig them up and we'll we'll figure it out and start getting them on the schedule. Uh, Jenny, for a fact, has St. Vincent. I don't know how soon that'll be because we haven't even put the panel exists. I just haven't put it together. Uh, I I really need to start studying for that one and not like the three days before (laughs) like I did this time. (laughs) I'm trying to think because, again, I know that you've thrown a few out there that haven't gotten picked up. I know. But I also know. Uh, yeah, I have a lot where I'm waiting for one other person. Yeah, and, but yeah. I, you got, Jenny's got like uh, Amy Mann, Arctic Monkeys, Stray Cat, L Seven, L Seven. Yeah, yep. Amy yep. Mann. Uh, and I think there's like a panel together for what's the one with uh, the dude from Wisconsin? Why am I forgetting his name right now? Oh, Tommy V. Yeah, Tommy. Yes. Uh, oh, the, we're gonna do the High Strung eventually. That's right. Yes. Yes. He's a weirdo. Oh, I can't wait for that one. Well, and just going down this list, Justin, you can throw me on Huey Lewis in the news, yes. uh, Hall of Notes. Nice. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'll be happy to help out with some of this list. Please make sure you like text me that so I can update that information because it will <laughs> no, be No, this gone. is the only notification you get. You must remember it from me saying this right now. Damn I'm it. I'm not doing it again. It's too much work to text. I will never remember. <laughs> I will never, ever remember. But, uh... Well, it's it's lovely to, lovely to see your faces. You know, uh, I right, hate I sir. hate to break the fourth wall, but uh, we are going to talk some more in like just a couple minutes. So I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, with that being said, scroll nut zippers, learn them and love them, people. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Later.